he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello, hello, and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We just care if you want to hear a hometown recap because that's what this episode is. Yes. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. And talk shit we will because, whew, this episode could have been an email. Truly. I don't know what they're doing with the two-hour hometown date, but when Katie's date was happening and there was still an hour left, I'm like, what Mm -hmm. the hell is going to happen on Katie's date that's going to take an hour? And truly, the answer was nothing. The answer was nothing. I was so hopeful that it would be something, though, because it's like, why would you leave literally an hour only to bring in Sean Lowe and recap literally what we just watched 10 minutes ago? And it's just kind of like... Do you guys really not have any other footage to show us besides, like, they are really, like, like this felt so filler to me. And it's like, all right, well, if you didn't have anything to fill this, couldn't we have cut this to at least make it an hour? I just, like, really don't understand why they don't get that we don't want to watch that. Well, I kind of feel that way with hometown dates every season. Actually, hometown mm-hmm. dates are, are never really my favorite, mostly because, like, I enjoy the drama with the girls, and the girls are all separated. So the only drama you're really going to get is from a random Aunt Lindsay here and there, and that's not really doing it for me. And I think the most controversial person this episode was Ariel's brother, and even he didn't go as hard as I would like him to go. So yeah, it could have been an email, could have at least been an hour, um, but we got what we got, so let's dissect what we've got. When you bring up the recapping of what just happened, that really bugged me, because I'm like, bro, we literally just saw it. But also in the beginning, when he's like, you know, Gabby's a great girl, and then it flashes back to, like, her one-on-one date, and then he goes to each girl. Like, you are doing this now every single episode. We know who's left, bro. You don't have to tell us. We're, we're good. We've been watching. We've been watching and recapping. We know that these are your final four. Yeah, it just makes me wonder why they feel they need to fill time and why they can't find other things to put, like, in the final cut of the episode. Like, you're telling me there was nothing else. I would like to see the whole rumored of Gabby reading the How to Win the Bachelor book that was totally all cut out of the whole thing. Like, that wasn't in there. It's just, like, there's a lot of things they could be using. And they just, like, give us this fluff. Yeah. So we start off the episode with Zach in the shower. And, like, I... Don't know how many times we've seen that this so far this season, but I think it's at least 10. And no one's questioning that he's, like, not a clean man. So I don't know what, what point they're trying to prove by constantly showing him in the shower. Like, they're trying to prove he's hot. They're trying to prove body yaddy yaddy. Not every bachelor gets shower shots. I said this a few weeks ago. It's like, you should be so lucky to get the shower shots. Like, Zach was getting them. I remember Colton was getting them. We never saw Ari in the shower. We never saw Peter Weber in the shower. Did Clayton shower? Literally not once. I think Clayton probably showered. I mean, he's so fit. They were doing body yaddy yaddy for sure. But what happened to, like, the B-roll of The Bachelor just gazing out the window, sipping his tea? They can have him walking down the beach. Like, they don't have to have him showering. Also, someone pointed out on Twitter, like, he's never using, like, a loofah. There's never any soaps or suds. <laughs> it's always just water. So it's always to be assumed that it's the end of his shower, which I don't really believe. Um, No, I don't really believe that either. I'm sure he just got in there and put water on himself for the shot. Like, he's not really showering. And Jackie, obviously, you see me, but everyone else, this is just audio, so you guys don't see me right now. But I'm actually podcasting from my bed because after this episode, I was like, fuck this. I am not going up to my office and sitting in a chair. I'm laying in my bed because I have the softest bed sheets ever from Etitude. So 
Don't mind me. I'm literally laying in my bed, but Jackie, you don't mind, right? No, I don't mind at all. You have to do what makes you most comfortable. I do, and that's why I'm staying here for the foreseeable future. So let's dive into Gabby's hometown date. Sure. Um, so Gabby's from Vermont, so they were doing maple syrup learning, tasting, testing, whatever you do with maple syrup. I found it really interesting that Zach guessed the worst maple syrup as his favorite maple syrup, because I think I would probably do that too, honestly, because I don't have like an acquired palate for that. Like I, you know, have you ever seen those videos where it's like, I think some magazine does them on YouTube where it's like, guess which one is more expensive and they taste like water or like champagne and stuff. I feel like I would always be guessing like the cheaper ones that I like better. I'd be like, well, I like this and it's cheap. And so that was the energy I was getting from Zach from this maple syrup tasting. Nice sugary high fructose corn syrup. If you're not used to eating maple syrup straight from the tree trunk, you're <laughs> you're gonna choose like Aunt Jemima. So I don't yeah. think it's that crazy that that Zach chose that. Also later Gabby says that she and Zach have so much in common, it's kind of crazy. And I'm like, well, you don't have maple syrup in common and you feel very strongly about that. So I think that's your biggest like difference. Mm. You love maple syrup and he just does not. And he just does not. But I just think he doesn't get it. I think if he were to move to Vermont, take up pulling maple syrup from trees, I think he would gain an acquired taste for it. It's clearly something Mm -hmm. that you have to grow up learning. Right. And Gabby has, which is why she has this passion for the Mm -hmm, serum. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, we meet her family. Her brother is like kind of trying to be tough guy brother. Something I noted is that he says it takes something a little more than being on TV to fall in love with someone. And clearly, brother, you have not watched this show because that's all it takes to fall in love here around these parts. Is what, being on TV together? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I thought Gabby's dad was so sweet and cute and if he wasn't clearly already married to gabby's mom i feel like he should be on senior bachelor like the way he was Mm -hmm. so emotional in front of her and saying like i think you can fall in love in a day like so not true but like i really appreciated the earnestness i thought he was so sweet you know when he's like talking like that the producers are like yes we need this man on this show someone that finally believes in the process i know seriously they should like Get him to divorce Gabby's mom and get on that show. They would do that. They're so evil. Right. Uh, At the end of the date, Gabby tells Zach not to forget about her. And she did something that I thought was a little weird that has I haven't seen in recent years. But she acknowledges that she knows she's the first hometown date. How does she know that? Who told her that? And, like, Mm. it was kind of like breaking the fourth wall there a little bit. Like, you're kind of acknowledging that you're on a TV show now. You're not supposed to do that. And, like, she seems, like, stressed over the fact that, like, even though our date went well, you have three more of these. And that's a shitty fucking feeling. Yeah, and I wonder why she's assuming that she's – like, I'm assuming maybe Zach or, like, production told her. But also, like, I feel like they like the liberty to put things out of order anyway. So it's like she's saying she's first, but it's like, okay, but you could clearly, like, be aired – third and that does like change the dynamics i guess not really the dynamics between what zach experiences but it's like you're not really necessarily going to be first in every case hers was pretty uneventful though besides yeah that tearful moment but does she say she's falling in love with him she said at her house i could be falling in love soon i'm trying to track like the exact words that people are saying because obviously we know this that means a lot in bachelor world um and yeah and she said i could be falling in love very soon so which is kind of like not that 
strong. I actually tweeted this on Monday night that saying that you could see yourself feeling an emotion in the near future literally means nothing outside of this fantasy bubble world. Like in what world is saying like, I could be feeling something tomorrow. Okay, well, fucking talk to me tomorrow then when you feel it. And like, why do you know you're going to feel it tomorrow? (laughs) It's so dumb. (laughs) I know, like in my interpretation of that, it's like, okay, so you're saying you don't feel it is what you're saying. Right. I could maybe feel feel it later. It's like, okay, so you don't feel it right now. Cool. And then Katie, she doesn't say that she's falling in love with Zach, but she says, I could see myself falling in love, which is even weirder to me. I think I could have a feeling tomorrow. I don't right now. Right. I could see maybe sometimes later I'll fall in love with you. I could see tomorrow maybe thinking about wanting to fall in love. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. maybe we'll just, we should just circle back with them tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, sure. But I just feel like that's, we're far along in this. I feel like normally people are like way more invested. So it's just, it is concerning. Concerning for sure. Moving over to Ariel's date, which was in the Big Apple. Woo! NYC. City that never sleeps. Unless they're sleeping on attitude sheets because I swear you'll sleep like a fucking baby. So true. So were you like pointing out your apartment in the background as she's like touring New York City? Yeah, I mean, I always like hometowns that are places that I recognize. Obviously, I live in New York City, so it was like fun to watch. But in Gabby and Rachel's season... Eric was from Bedminster, and that's where my mom lives, too. So, like, it's just Mm -hmm. always, like, a fun little time to see places you recognize. Although I didn't recognize either of the restaurants that they went to. I would have thought they would have gone to a place, like, way more famous. But maybe it is famous, and I just don't know as much about it. On the daytime portion of their date, which I think that if that's – if anything's going to be scrapped in these hometown dates, it's the daytime portion things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they're just silly – I want to get to the nitty-gritty, see which family member is going to rip you apart. Mm-hmm. But during the daytime portion, Ariel forewarns Zach about her brother Bobby. And we all know from the previews, Bobby's going to rip him to shreds. And she says that he offered to beat up an ex-boyfriend of hers after he broke her heart. So Zach was going in knowing that this guy was out for blood. Great foreshadowing, Ariel. So we actually get there. We actually meet Bobby. I'm afraid of him. He tells Zach, like, you know, you're picking one of these women, but also, like, these girls have to pick you, too. And it seems like Zach's learning that for the first time. He's like, oh, fuck, wait, these girls have to pick me back? I know. His response was literally, like, uh, my big heart, and then I don't know. He said that he's a good cook. It's like, Zach, these are not the reasons that you should be rattling off right now. And then he used a phrase that I thought was really interesting, saying, the person I end up with. Kind of implying that, like, it's not Ariel. It's like, why would you say it like that in that setting? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't pick up on that, but that does make sense. Also, you can cook. You didn't even know, like, what real maple syrup was. So Mm. how good of a cook are you, Zach? So true. Don't ask him to make pancakes. Mm -mm. I need to ask you this question, and I feel like I already know the answer to it, but I think it's a good topic for discussion. Do you need to know someone's birthday to truly know them? Because that was a big topic of conversation well, we've, we've asked that we talked about this last week when they put it in the promo, and you gave Zach the benefit of the doubt, saying, like, well, we don't know how he responded. Maybe he responds and says the birthday. Yeah. Turns out he didn't. And, like, is the phrase pussyfooting? <laughs> like, he was kind of pussyfooting around, like, the answer. He doesn't just flat out say, like, no, bro, I don't know her birthday. I actually don't know all that much about her, but we've been making out quite a bit, mm-hmm. which is the honest answer. Yeah. Like, he's clearly physically attracted to her, so that's why he wants to pursue something with her. But I think, like, in terms of knowing someone, 
I don't know. Uh, Bobby says, can you really get to know someone in this process? Like, no, not really, Bobby. I don't think you can. No, you can't. Because you get all of like 20 minutes with each person and that time is spent saying that you can maybe see yourself possibly thinking about falling in love tomorrow. And that is not how you strengthen a relationship. Yeah, Zach seems very naive. Like, I do think those were were all genuine questions that Ariel's family was asking. And I feel like Zach seems very naive to, like, the realistic part of a relationship that is, like, genuinely deciding if you're, like, compatible with someone. Because you can, like, like someone and get along with them, whatever. But it's like, do our lifestyles, like, literally mesh together? And I think something Ariel's family was really emphasizing is that, like, they have a different background and different traditions, different holidays, all of these things. And Zach was like, yeah, I think it'll be fine. But I do think that's something you need to like talk about with your significant other and like really think about how you're going to merge something like that. And he seems like not interested in having that conversation. And I feel like every season there's this conversation around hometown dates where it's like Nick and Vanessa, mm-hmm. have you talked about where you're going to live? Because you guys live in different countries. And it's like, mm, we haven't gotten there yet. Well, that's a pretty big like. Right. <laughs> That's a huge thing. Everything could be perfect for you in a relationship. But if you live in different countries and neither of you is willing to move to the other country, like that is a deal breaker. You literally cannot be together. Sorry. And it was pretty much like they never did. But I'm saying even if they didn't have like personality clashing, like literally this is your soulmate, but you want to live in separate places. Like, sorry, I'm a a skeptic in that sense. Like, true love does not always conquer all. Like, you can't do that. And the brother brings up, like, how the family, like, their culture and their values are differing from Zach's. And he's like, well, how do you plan to reconcile that is the phrase he used. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Zach could have given a better answer, but he's just like, we're going to figure it out. I actually don't know what the answer should be. It's complicated. It's complicated, and I think it's different for everyone, and it's personal to, like, everyone's situation. But there's, like, real things to think about. It's like, okay, well, how are, like, how are we going to raise our kids? Like, what holidays are going are we going to be celebrating throughout the years? And if So it's just, like, those are, like, real things that really need to be discussed. And Zach was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll figure it out. And it's like, when? When? Literally when? When, you're lit- when you, she literally has a ring on her finger? Yeah. He's like, when we're um, in the fantasy suite, we'll figure it out. We'll get back to you. So uh, I have in my notes, Ariel says that she's falling for him. So on the oh. love-o-meter, we have falling for him, see myself falling for him. Okay. And what was Gabby? You have it? Gabby was, I could be falling in love. So not quite Okay, so yet. who's in the lead? I guess Ariel? I guess in Ariel, In terms of yeah. like what they're saying? Okay. Good job, Ariel. All right, moving over to Charity's hometown. One thing I noticed overall with Charity's hometown date is that, like, girlfriend can shed some tears. Like, there was a lot of emotion going on throughout the entire date. And I wasn't always quite sure what it was even about. Mm. Like, I I don't know if she was just getting, like, overwhelmed with, like, the whole process or if she was, like, nervous about being heartbroken by Zach or, like, just the seeing her family and maybe having to reflect on her old relationships was making her emotional, but she was emotional the entire time. I will say though, she's the most beautiful crier I've ever seen in my life. Like the water is in her eyes and it's streaming down, but like her complexion is perfect. Her makeup is somehow also perfect. And I'm just like, how are you so pretty like crying for literally an entire day and your eyes aren't puffy and red? (laughs) Like can't relate. And you know, what's funny. I've said this like several episodes ago but i was like i just stare at her on screen because you have like hd screen like tv Mm -hmm. screen and like her skin is still so flawless and you saying like she's crying and it's not messing up her makeup it's because i don't actually think she's even wearing foundation like i just Mm. think that's her skin like she just is that like poreless flawless 
beautiful mm-hmm. and doesn't need foundation. Like, must be nice. The second I start crying, like, my nose is rude off and, like, I know my face I gets look all like red. It's yeah. not fun. There's a little foreshadowing here again. So, Charity's friend asks, like, what will happen if things don't end up the way you want them to? And, spoiler alert, Charity is the one that goes home this episode. So, just. Mm-hmm. Interesting that these questions are being asked. Her hot-as-fuck brother asks the exact same question. <laughs> and also, can we nominate him to be the next Bachelor? We could just go to abc.com and, oh. click, and click apply. abc.com slash casting. Jesse Palmer mm-hmm. said so himself. Um, yeah. I feel like anyone who's on the show these days usually, like, has a connection through someone else. So it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Charity's brother, like, three seasons later from now. Can he just, like, walk down the beach in paradise? I would be on board. I know, seriously. Also, another thing, when she was sitting down talking with her friends, one friend asks, do you feel like you know him well? And Charity's response is, he's been very transparent. That's not answering the question. Like, do you feel like you know him well? The answer is no. No. I do not. I don't. I do not know his birthday. I was about to say, I don't know his birthday. I don't know his sign. So they wrap the date with the family, and then they get to go out together. Everyone else, and and in hometown dates past for mm. the most part everyone wraps up you say goodbye he goes in the little van so true and then you cry because you miss him charity gets to like take him out to a bar and they get to see like a concert like yeah that was interesting i don't know why what the hell is going on here and i don't feel like that scene really offered all that much that it was worth giving that special treatment unless they're trying to fill the time like they are with the oh, sean low true a lot of more, a lot yes. more fluff. I'm literally so full for my peanut butter and fluff sandwich. <laughs> Me too. Extra fluff. So, oh, wait. Charity says she's falling in love with Zach, so she wins on the level. So she's meter. the highest level. Wow, she's the highest level out of all four girls. And the irony, she goes home. I know. Zach's probably like you cried the most out of all the hometown dates, and my zero tolerance policy is kicking in. And you gotta That's go. That's true. If you really were to look at, since there was literally no drama this episode, who actually brought the most drama? Slightly a smidgen above zero. Charity. Right. There we go. So we move over to Katie's hometown. And I mean, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that the chemistry between these two is different than the others. Also, I didn't realize like, they both live in Austin, Texas. So it's like, why are we learning this for the first time? I don't know. But that to me, I was like, Oh, game over, game changing. Like like we were just saying before, I think one of the biggest hurdles in this show is the fact that you don't really know someone and you'll get engaged and be like, okay, but like, where are we going to live? Who's going to move? And the fact that they literally don't have to if they end up together is huge. And they can just date like normal ass fucking people. That would be amazing. I don't know if this is the last time this happened, but a previous time that this happened was Andy and Josh. Mm. Both lived in Atlanta and they were like we could have just not even gone on the show and look how good that turned out so I don't know but I think it yes it will be very convenient if Katie is the final one to just hang out like I'll meet you at the restaurant down the street like I know where it is because we live in the same freaking town yeah I feel like they could get to know each other like normal people and not Mm -hmm. have to feel like so rushed the daytime portion of this date I actually did like because it felt so much more real. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the staged, like, maple syrup taste testing, like, it's cute, but you know it's like a producer setting it up and it's kind of gimmicky. Katie's daytime date with Zach was actually, like, really cool and real. They go grocery shopping for noodles and cereal and they get flowers. And then she, 
uses Zach to put together a bookshelf, which I just think, one, practical. Got to utilize your time. Mm -hmm. But two, um, I think putting together a bookshelf can show you more about a person than any other group date you've ever been on. make or break you as a couple, some might say. Have you ever tried going to Ikea with a significant other? Like, only the strongest and best come out alive. A hundred percent. Like, I mean... I would be throwing the directions and, like, punting the fucking bookshelf in the corner after 20 minutes. So I think putting together a bookshelf is how you get to know someone. And they Mm -hmm. should probably be forced to do that on, like, the first date every season. I honestly agree. I think it would be a nice thing to do. Really get to know someone. Flashback to OG fans. It kind of reminded me of Emily Maynard's date with Ryan Bowers on her season. She makes him bring in the groceries from her minivan. Like, this is, it's the first one on one date of the season. He brings in the groceries, and then she makes a snack with him, and then they go to her daughter Ricky's soccer game and gives the kids snacks. And, like, that's their one-on-one date. So I like utilizing your time efficiently. Get the shit you need to get done. Totally. Yes, get some errands done while you're at it. Be like, oh, I, I, I have to film this TV show right now. Might as well go get this bookshelf built. I've been putting it off for, like, months. Right, and, like, she hasn't been home. So she's like, oh, God, this place is so dusty, Zach. Here you go. No, I know. It's convenient. Smart. Smart girl. And then in case you guys literally forgot what we just watched, (laughs) Sean Lowe comes on and Zach recaps literally what happened 45 seconds ago. And I really did not appreciate this. I felt gaslit by the show. (laughs) Why don't we reenact the reenactment of the reenactment? You be Sean. Um, Hey, man. So how are your hometown dates? It was great. Um, So Gabby actually made me taste test maple syrup. Cool. Then I walked around New York City with Ariel. Mm, love New York. Her brother yelled at me because I, I don't know anything about her, so her brother was pissed. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Charity was great. Uh, she cried a lot and told me that she's fallen in love with me, so she's in first place on the level meter. Mm-hmm. And then there's Katie, who um, I, I did some errands for her, and I swiffered to her, her house. Nice, bro. Thanks for telling me. all right gotta go now bye (laughs) bye because they're not even really friends like this whole staged i don't know why they think we needed any of this and like is sean on a retainer like is he just on call from abc that they can just shoot him a text and he has to come and they just pay him like a stipend every single month well because now they're in when he met with zach that they're in la Mm -hmm. yeah where does sean live not la not LA. So he's flying in every know. single time for this? That's what I'm saying. Like, he has to be, like, on some type of, like, retainer. It's, like, not convenient for him, too. But again, we know firsthand from our interviews on the regular She's All Bad podcast that these appearances are not just out of the goodness of their heart. Like, oh, he's of probably making at least five grand each time he's appearing on the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less for the Zoom call. Yeah. Since he didn't have to actually travel, I'm sure. But, yeah, they are getting compensated for mm-hmm. this time. Even though, like, I don't think it brings – no offense, Sean, if you're listening. I don't think it necessarily brings much value to the episode. Like, again, we just mm-hmm. said he, he recapped essentially exactly what we just saw. And Sean doesn't really give any advice other than, like, this is when I picked Catherine and I right. love my wife. We know you do. Like, right. No, it's, like, so pointless. Also, Zach wasn't asking for advice. Like, I wish he would have said, hey, I'm down to Gabby and Charity. I don't know which one I want to choose. Let me explain to you my feelings on both, and you can help me choose. Instead, you're just saying all the women are great, and he's just like, go with your heart, bro. 
Like, that's not advice. No, it's and not. And it's not advice worth taking up, like, a five-minute portion of the episode. I 100% agree. Well, good. <laughs> okay. So we're back at the mansion, and the girls show up for the rose ceremony. And Jesse, once again, we need another recap of what we just saw. He asks each girl how their hometown date went. But it came off to me like a job interview. Mm. Like, he's asking the questions, like, Ariel, for example. Like, your date had the most, like, conflict with your brother and Zach kind of butting heads. But he's like, do you feel like Zach fit in with your family? And she's like, yeah, I think that, you know, things would work out great. And it, it just came off like what you say on a job interview. Like, what would you say is your greatest weakness? Like, well, my greatest weakness is I just try too hard at everything. I yeah. can't say no to a project. I love a good challenge. Like they were giving, like he was asking fluff questions and they were giving fluff responses. Pointless. Waste of my time. Such a waste. They four of them walk in, ready to find out which one is going home. As of watching the rose ceremony on Monday night's episode, I really felt that like Charity and Gabby clearly at that point have the weakest relationships with Zach. Like I think Ariel and Katie are the strongest. So it really wasn't a huge shock to me that Charity went home. I think that was pretty obvious to like an average viewer. Right. And she gets very emotional. She seems really distraught about his decision. And he drops the line, you deserve all the love that I couldn't give to you. And while that would normally strike me as like, romantic, sweet, one mm. line to remember, you fucking said that to Brooklyn. And we can't reuse lines on the same show, bro. We already heard you say it to someone else. Clearly we can. We already heard the recap of the hometowns like four times and they just kept saying the same thing. So they love a little repetitive moment. Yeah. He's like, you guys have forgotten about Brooklyn by now. I could reuse this line. No one's going <laughs> to notice. I notice, Zach. I notice. Yep, so it is Charity, the one that is sent home tearfully in the limo. Feel really bad for her, but obviously she gets a hot seat in the Women Tell All, which airs on Wednesday, so we'll get to hear more from her perspective. What did you think about that tell-all preview? Because we haven't seen one yet. I mean, you guys know how I feel about the Women Tell All. It is not my favorite episode. And I thought it was funny that they're like, all oh, your favorites are back. And they're flashing to all of these girls that I've literally never seen before in <laughs> my life. And then like Charity's in there for one second. And Christina Mandrell's in there for one second. And then it's like six other girls who I could not tell you their names and have never seen before in my life. Yeah. Well, as you guys remember, if you checked out the interview with Crystal, Women Tell All is a paradise audition. She said it herself that literally producers are like, you want to make commotion. You want to stir the pot. You want to do everything you can because if you do, we're going to put you on paradise. If you don't, you're going to kind of just like fall mm -hmm. to the background. So that's what these girls are doing. A few standout things. One, they some girl accuses Anastasia of having a boyfriend while she was on the show. I was like, whoa. Want to hear more about that? Mm -hmm. And then they but show Jesse. Like, do I? Like, I don't care if Anastasia had a boyfriend on the show. She went home, like, episode three. <laughs> like, I go off, I kind of care girl. a little. She was the one that was accused of wanting Instagram followers. And she got them. And she got her boyfriend. So it seems like everything's working out for Anastasia. Yeah, 
Good job, Anastasia. Another moment in the preview is we see Jesse walking off stage to like a backstage area and he says that he's going to change one girl's life forever. So we know what happens in this moment because we have a Patreon episode out with Reality Steve right now and he told us that that was going to happen. So it wasn't a surprise, but we're not going to spoil it here. One, because we don't like to give spoilers on our regular podcast episodes, but if you want to find out who's the next Bachelorette, what does Jesse do when he goes and knocks on a random girl's dressing room door, go to patreon.com slash he's all batch because it is our most popular Patreon episode to date. This is a juicy, juicy one and people are liking it. What else does he reveal in that episode that we can give a um, context? He reveals who Zach ends up with. Which, if you're, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, itching for the answers now and you want to watch the last few episodes with more context, highly recommend. And I think he gives a good breakdown of um, just other things that happen towards the end there. Yeah, he also goes into, like, his spoiling history. We flat out ask him about his sources, like, if he's on ABC's payroll, what happened when he accidentally spoiled Hannah Brown's season wrong and said it was Tyler, but it ended up being Jed. He kind of goes into all that. And my favorite part is he shares his beef with Nick Vial. Apparently they have this like ongoing feud and he absolutely despises him. So hearing like why he feels the way he does is quite interesting. I appreciated his candor. He really like has passion behind his words when he starts to discuss Mr. Vial. Check that out if you want the skinny before we head into Women Tell All. And then we will be touching on highlights from Women Tell All in our regular Thursday episode because we are not dropping two recaps in one week, guys. Like, we are humans. We're only human. I don't know what song that is, but doesn't that sound like it's a song? It does. Um, I'm just an ordinary girl. Oh, yeah. Like that? Yeah. But that's not the same song. No, it's not. But same vibes. I've been so into Hannah Montana recently. Oh, cool. I listened to her at the I love gym. That for you. I know it's been it's been a fun rediscovery. <laughs> Do you um, work out to like pop it, lock it, polka dot it, country? Um, it, sometimes the it. one I listen to from the Hannah Montana movie is always "You can change your hair and you can change your clothes." It's so fun, and a lot of like the season two Hannah Montana jams. That's her peak. Okay, cool. In conclusion, we are not doing a separate recap of Women Tell All. I will be fast asleep in my bed the second my son goes to sleep because my attitude sheets are waiting for me and, you know, we'll talk about it on Thursday. You guys can wait till Thursday. But if you want to try out my attitude sheets, not my exact ones because I'm not willing to give them up, but if you want to try out why I'm so obsessed with them, go to attitude.com slash she's all batch. That'll get you $25 off plus free shipping. And I mean, I've just podcasted an an entire fucking episode from my bed because I didn't want to leave these damn sheets. So they have to be good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're like fueling your professionalism. It's just, they make everything better. Well, and good sleep makes everything better. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to sleep now and we will see you guys on Thursday. Bye, bitches. (laughs) 